Let us pray just for one more wee word of prayer. Oh God, our Father, we thank you for your precious word that has been sung already. Thank you, Lord, indeed, for that sense of thy presence that has come into this room. We pray now, Lord, that you'll still all of our hearts. Give us listening ears. Open minds and open hearts. And Lord, tonight I pray that thou wilt speak through thy word and call sinners out to thyself. For I am trusting thee for power. For thy power cannot fail. And this word that thou hast, thyself hast given to me, it shall and it must, and it will prevail. We pray in our Saviour's name. Amen. Amen. Now, returning in our Bibles this evening, please, to Luke's Gospel, chapter 23. If you have a copy of God's Word with you, please turn with me to Luke 23. And if you don't have a copy of God's Word with you, please don't worry. I'll read slow. And we'll read the passage together. Now, of course, we come to the darkest day that this world has ever known. The day when they crucified the Son of God to the old rugged cross at Calvary. Now, our Bible reading begins at that moment. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 23, verse 33, we read, and when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Come with me to verse 39, please. And one of the malefactors which were hanged reeled with him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself in us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? We indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. And we end there, and we know that God will bless that public reading of his own precious truth. I have been pressed very heavily today by the Holy Spirit himself to preach on three things that a dying man couldn't see. Three things tonight that a dying man didn't see. And three things that this man, dying man, needed to see. My friend, you need to see these three things tonight if you're ever going to be in heaven. These three things 
that this dying man didn't see. You see, friends, coming. There's scores of people all around us coming. Living in our towns, living in our villages, and can I almost say going to our churches. Cannot see these three things. You know why people cannot see these three things tonight? The Bible gives us the answer. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, we read this. The God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. Now who is the God of this world? The God of this world that blames the minds of those that believe not tonight is none other than the devil. And my friends tonight, the devil will use every trick in the book to stop you from seeing these things that you need to see. And these are three things tonight that God wants you to see. Now I have a wee word for Christians here tonight. And this is a wee word for you and me. Make sure the devil is not using you, love. Or using you, brother. To stop people from seeing what they need to see. I worked in a garage. Some of you may have heard of a direct loan. He was a Nissan dealer for many years there in my hometown of Ockmacloy. And after I got saved, there were three of us saved in that one garage. It was like a revival. And we used to witness to the other boys in the garage, but there was one in particular. And he was that close. And one day there was a man came in with a white Honda Civic. And this car belonged to a Christian. And I'll never forget it. Because the wife's hut was as big as a dark wheel. It was sitting in the back window. And a big leather down Bible as big as a suitcase. It was sitting in the dashboard. And I said to my friend Keith. Keith, here's a wee car, and she's booked in for a service. Will you service it for us? So he brought her into the garage, and he had her up on the lift, and he was around the headlock. And the next thing he says, Come, you to see this. So he came out, and he got the hand up, and he shot the hand up, and he says, I thought this boy was good living. He says, Why? What's wrong? What's wrong? Do you not see that there? He has the speedometer screwed up. What do you think I should do, George? You screw the speedometer on again and I charge him for it. Ah, Keith says, that's these good living boys for you. That's these good living boys for you. He says, hey, Keith, listen to me. If you're ever going to be saved, son, get your eyes on Christians. And get your eyes on Christ. Christ is the perfect one. I just happened to say to him, tell me this. When you read your four Gospels, did you ever see Jesus doing anything dirty? Mm -hmm. 
Did you ever see the Lord Jesus coming alive? Did you ever see him deceiving? Oh, no, you didn't. So when this ball came in to pay the bill, boys, I had great joy in making it up. And uh, he says, so much know you there, George. Eh? He says, yeah, for the service there, it was for the end, there was £125. And then he says, there's £10 extra in that there because I see the, the, the speedometer was off, so we'll put it back on again. What he says? What did you do that for? He says, I'm doing it all for the mains, and he says, I'm trying to keep my mains down. My mains down. I says, Jimmy, listen to me. You're keeping more than your mains down, brother. You're keeping your testimony down. That wee fellow that was servicing your joy, you're up and witnessing. I'm trying to win him from the Lord, for the Lord. And you come in. Society, it's things like this that put people off from coming to Christ. Now listen, brother. And listen, sister, and I say this in love to me. If you're not prepared to live the Christian life that you profess, well then stop talking about it. Two weeks ago, my wife was talking to a lady. Not sealed. Doesn't go to church. No time for God. And she said to her, you know why I don't do church, she said. No, she says. Why don't you do church for your God? Let me tell you why. Because there's a church that I know and all they do is speak at it. And all they do is argue at it. Why would I want to do church if that's what I do it? I can tell you, friends, a lot of Christians have a lot of things to answer. Well, here tonight I want to preach on three things that a dying man could not see. And I've been praying tonight. And when Pastor Craig left the prayer room, I stayed in the prayer room and I was on my knees praying to me that you'll see them. See, what are these three things tonight that this, that this dying man couldn't see? I know tonight there were three crosses in Calvary. Each cross has its own story to tell. There's the center cross. That's the reconciling cross. It's through that separate cross where sinners are reconciled to God. And I call that tonight the reconciling cross. The cross on which Jesus suffered and bled and died. But then there's the repenting cross. That's the cross where one thief repented. That's the cross where one people, one, one thief turned. That's the cross where the one thief got saved. Ah, but when you come to this other cross, this is the one we're concentrating on tonight. This is the rejecting cross. 
And I hope and I pray tonight that this one cross here will never tell your story as it told his. You know the first thing that this man couldn't see tonight? When he looked to that middle cross on Calvary, he couldn't see, first of all, the real person. He couldn't see tonight that the man on the middle cross was none other than the Son of God. Did you hear him? If thou be the Christ, you know, here's a man tonight on the edge of eternity. Here's a man tonight with breath, with death, breathing down his neck. Death only moments away and yet fell. Yet looking to that middle cross, he couldn't see that this was the Son of God. He couldn't see that this was the Saviour. He couldn't see tonight that this really was the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He couldn't see it, friends. Wonder do you see it tonight? Even when he looked to that middle cross and he saw him with thorns in his blood. When he looked upon him and saw the nails of his hands and feet. When he saw the bleeding, dying form of one. Friend, even then he couldn't see it. Let me say, friend, we're surrounded by people tonight who still can't see it. And that's how strong a hold Satan has on people. He couldn't see tonight that this was the saviour of the world. He couldn't see that this was the very saviour who was dying there for him. Unsafe friend tonight, let me tell you of him who died for thee. He loves you tonight. He loves you. We read, for God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth, don't eliminate, get the whosoever, whosoever, whether you're a Catholic or a Protestant, thank God. I remember one time taking a mission for the Shepherds Baptist in Belfast, and I remember saying to the folks up there, you know, Christ died for the sinners on the Falls Road as well as the Shanker Road. And it was there to me before I realized that I could think of it was my kneecaps. <laughs> and I was never as glad to hear a man shooting hallelujah down there, but saved by a hallelujah. But it's true, friends. In God's sight, there's no such thing as a promise. In God's sight, there's no such thing as a unionist. In God's sight, there's no such thing as a loyalist. In God's sake, there's no such thing as a Catholic. In God's sake, there's no such thing as a nationalist. In God's sake, there's no such thing as a Republican. Not at all. And the sooner we get that out of Ulster Christianity, the better. 
but also as triple the gospel in Ulster, political gospel. Get rid of it. Jesus died for all mankind. The greatest mystery of all, Jesus died for me. You know, friend, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. No friends tonight, this is something that this man could not see. You look at the middle of the cross tonight, you know what you see. Oh, listen to this. Look to the middle of the cross, because in this is manifested, manifested the love of God towards him. That he sent his only begotten son into this world, that we might live through him. You get that read back? That we might live through him. Why? Because we're dead in trespasses and in sin. You see, he's the Son of God who came to seek and to save that which is lost. And as he looked to that middle cross, he couldn't see it. He couldn't see it. Then he couldn't see it. And he's dying. He's dying and he can't see it. And there's many tonight who I know. And they can't see it. Can't see it. There's many a deathbed when you're in the ministry. Boys, there's many a deathbed you have to go to. And you hold the hand of the dying one. And you're trying to tell them, and you're trying to show them, and even in their dying moments they can't see it. It's horrible. It's horrible. You know this man tonight was looking to the middle of the cross and he couldn't see the real person. You know John the Baptist. John the Baptist could say or stand before among you. And ye know that. You stand among you. And you don't know it. You don't know it. The Duchess of Westminster was Lady Lady Grosvenor. She was the first cousin to the Queen. And she spent many weeks in the summer in County Fermanagh. And there was one day, one summer when she was in County Fermanagh, she used to go to one of the local parish churches. Every time she entered, everybody had a stand, and everybody sat when she sat, and she got up, everybody got up. But the minister happened to announce that they were having some fun day to raise money to put the witness in the local parish church. And as the service was over, the Duchess of Westminster, the first cousin of the Queen, of the Queen Elizabeth II, called the minister over and said, Now listen, I don't want anybody to know this. And she took out a chapbook and she wrote out the amount that it would take to, to put new windows in, this, in the parish church. And the following year, the plans were made 
The skeleton was up and, the, and, 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 and these boys from Belfast came to do the job in the windy sun. But it was a very wet day, and many of you from Monasawet County, I got to Monasawet County, but twice from Monasawet County. W.P. Nicholson was asked one time, tell me this, Mr. Nicholson, is Lock Ireland County for Monasawet? He says it is, in the winter time, the summer time. In the winter time, from Mamas and Locker. <laughs> but it was a wet summer, and the Duchess of Westminster came walking up the road with a head scarf on her, and a big scarf around her neck, and a coat on her, and a pair of wedding clothes, and the two dogs with her. And she happened to walk up, and she seen the scarf, and she said to herself, You know, I must go and see what's going on here. And she gathered the two dogs up, and there she came trapping up. They had a pair of Wellington boots, scarf on, and, and, and a pair of glasses on And these fellows from Dallas put the windows in when they had an lunch. And they, and I turned around to say to them, Oh, this is a grand job you are doing here, boys. And one of the boys says, I were putting the windows in, and this is putting the windows in. And she says, Well, here. That would take some money for that. And all we boys about to take a spider of a sandwich, and he says, Aye, somehow doll with too much money. Thought <laughs> <laughs> he should just put the windies in for this church. See, they didn't recognize it was her. And you see, friends, even though the man in the middle of the cross was crowned with a crown of thorns, Every moment he was on that cross, he was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. You see, the second thing he couldn't see, he couldn't see the real purpose. You see, listen to what he says here. One of the manufacturers which were hanged real on them, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself. That's what he could say. He didn't say, Save me. He says, Save thyself. You know what he couldn't see? He couldn't see that the Lord Jesus Christ was on that cross to save him from his sins. He couldn't see the real purpose. He couldn't see that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He couldn't see to me that Christ was there to die for our sins. Let me give us the gospel to me. Christ died for our sins. That's the gospel. He died for our sins. Then he shed his blood to pay redemption's price. Then he died for your sins. He died for my sins. He died for our sins. He died for all sins. And on that cross of Calvary, that's why he was there. That's what he was doing. He was dying for our sins. The just for us, the unjust. That he may bring us to God. No friend, let me tell you. You know why he died for our sins? Because there was no other good in him. To pay the price for sin. He only could have not the gift of heaven to let us in. Let me say this tonight. There's no Baptist way into heaven. 
There's no Protestant way into heaven. There's no other way into heaven. There's only one way. What does the hymn say? I must needs go home by the way of the cross. There's no other way than this. I'll never get sight of the gates of me. But the way of the cross. Highness. But you know there's a lot of men who I know like this coming. Oh, like this man. Man will turn to the Lord. You see, this man couldn't see his sin when he could see his situation. He didn't want to be saved from his sin. He wanted to be saved from the situation he was in. Boys, I know a lot of people like that coming. I know two men in particular. One was the bad RTA accident, and they didn't think he was going to do it. And when he came out of when he come out in consciousness again, he woke up and he noticed the minister sitting beside him. And he said to the minister, Mr. Dixon, Mr. Dixon, now listen, will you pray for me? You pray for me. Pray that God will get me out of this. Pray that God will heal me. Pray that God will set me back on my feet again, Mr. Dixon. And I promise, Mr. Dixon, I'll go to your church from there on. God heard his prayer. And God answered his prayer. And that man did get back on his feet again. And that man was able to walk again. That man was able to drive again. Did that man go to church? Oh, I didn't go to church. God was forgot about it. God was forgot about it. And I remember another man, the last Saturday in August 1984, he was ambushed, part-time UDR man, him and the wife and the wee child of three, three weeks old, were driving home up a lane. And the IRA ambushed him. And the bullet went clean through his head, through the side of his head, and out through the back of his head. And the whole company was asked to pray, pray for him. Six long months that man lay in the Royal Victoria Hospital didn't know where he was going to never die. And I had a gospel mentioned up round his part of the company many years after. And the men of the mission who was organizing the mission went to his door and said, you know, we're having a gospel mission in the Orange Hall. You have to come so you know the big fellow that's with Jordy McConnell. And he says, I'm not going to next to hear that. He says, I'm not going next to hear that. You see, friends, to me, all these people can see is their situation, but they can't see their sin to me. Then listen. Listen to me now for a wee moment. Died he for me who caused He couldn't see, friends, that Christ was on that cross to save him. To save him. If thou be a Christ, save thyself. You see, the, he thought that the man in the middle tree was there to save himself, but he wasn't there to save him. I want to say this, look, tonight, in all the tenderness of my heart, he was on that cross to save you. Listen, sir. 
and it was all that cross to save me too. Jesus loves me here today. Heaven's gates to open wide. For this dying man here, he couldn't see the real person. He couldn't see the real purpose, but he couldn't see the real problem. Oh, this is the big one to me. He couldn't see the, the real problem. In fact, did you notice the other thief pointed the real problem out? You know what the real problem was? The real problem was sin. Sin. Do you know what we're here today? We hear nothing about drug. We hear nothing only drug awareness, drink awareness, suicide awareness. When are we going to hear sin awareness? Because sin tonight is the root of all evil and it's the root of all wrong and it's the root of every problem. Let me tell you, love. Cancer is not the worst thing you have, and I say that with all the love of my heart. I'll tell you, sin is. Sin not only takes the body, sin takes the soul. I had a cousin. And she went to a mission in Rich Hill. And the evangelist was the Reverend Sam Workman. Some of you maybe remember the Reverend Sam Workman. He preached that night on a text. It is time to seek the Lord. And my cousin Olive came under an awful conviction that night. Now she didn't stay behind the truck that Mr. Workman went home. And she went home and told her husband, Billy, and she says, you know, Billy, I was in that mission there tonight. And I can tell you that we mom made me think. And I think, Billy, I'm going to get saved tomorrow night. He says, indeed, you're not going to get saved tomorrow night. Now, but none of that old religious nonsense coming under this roof, and if you're going to bring it in here, you're going to go somewhere else. And I'll tell you something else, I'll don't let me hear you come back there to them places of trying to brainwash you. Brainwash! A couple of years after this, Billy's mother was dying. And she was sitting, and he was sitting on the side of the bed, and the doctor was at the other side of the bed. And Billy had a couple of cops in. And the doctor says, Billy, that's not how smoking for you. That's not how smokers cough. Oh, but doctor, I don't smoke. You don't smoke, Billy. Never touch them, doctor. Never touch them. I want to see you in the surgery in the morning. Billy went into the surgery the next morning and the doctor tested him and shouted him and says, Billy, I want you to go in for further tests. And he, Billy went in for further tests and boys wasn't in cancer balloon. As time went on and treatment went on and Billy got weaker and weaker till he was until he was buried. One day the Marie Curie nurses were bringing him across the bathroom and he seen himself in the mirror. 
and all he could see himself was just a bag of bones. That's the way he put it. And he realized then that life was coming very close to an end and he got scared. And he began to think about things. And he was so convicted of the morning he sat for the rector, the Reverend Dundas. And the Reverend Dundas came around to see him. And he says, what can I do for you, Billy? He says, oh, Mr. Dundas, I know my time on this earth is very, very, very short. And it's coming close to an end, Mr. Dundas, and maybe I'm not prepared for the year after I'm not prepared. How can I be prepared, Mr. Dundas? How can I know I'm ready? And the Reverend Dundas said to him, you know, when one of those among the devil asked the same question, it was Thomas, how can I know the way? And he quoted that verse to him, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man believes, there's no man comes to the Father but by me. And he says, Billy, if you ever want to be in heaven, you'll have to repent and trust Christ and him alone. And Billy received Christ in that deathbed. I, my friends, that's the good part of the story, but here's the tragic part. Many times I spoke to my cousin Alf after that. Many times. I'll tell you who was the house today when the Reverend Das led unto the Lord, Eric Black. Some of you may remember the singer Eric Black. Eric went down to the living room and says, All of us and all of Billy has given us life to the Lord. Go on, you now and give your life to the Lord. Go on, not, she says, I'm not going to do it. Go on, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And the years passed by, and I used to speak to her about her soul. And one day she rang me up and she says, George, I would love to see Billy again. I would love to really know I'm going to see him again. And I says, Oh, if you were ever going to see Billy again, you have to get to see him yourself. No. You know what you've done? She sat the phone down. She didn't want to know. And the tragedy of this story is tonight, friends, the man that stopped my cousin. From getting saved, he's in heaven. And she who was that close never got saved. Never did. And that's why, friends, we need to search all of our hearts and to see where we stand with God. Let me quote you one verse. Romans 3.23 says, For we all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Your I'm sick of listening to the Northern Ireland, and I'm sick to the back teeth of it, and you love me to tell me. People tell me I was born a Protestant and I'm going to die a Protestant. I was born a Catholic and I'm going to die a Catholic. I was born a Presbyterian, I was born a Baptist, and I was born a Church of Listen, we were born as sinners. That's it. The word of God says, in sin did my mother conceive me. But you know, friends, today, if you don't trust Christ as your Savior, you'll not only be born as a sinner, you'll die as a sinner, you'll be lost forever. Just like this man here in Luke 23. Don't you be like this man here tonight. And let that cross tell your story. Come you over to the other cross tonight. Let this man tell your story. For this man, this man could see. 
His eyes was open. Oh, but it was more than his eyes open. His heart was open. And he says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And the Lord Jesus didn't say, well, I went clean yourself up now. I went, change it away, little Donald. The Lord just turned around to him and said, Today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. What is the old hymn saying with this infinity? Just as I am, thou wilt receive. Wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse will be. Because thy promise, I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. I say, will you come to me? For as many as receive him, to them give he the power to become the sons of God. No friend to me. His arms are still outstretched. He's still weeping. He's still calling. Don't leave him. Don't leave him. That's very to be worried there. Our Father and our God. We thank you, Lord, indeed, for the truth of the gospel. For it's the power of God of the salvation to every one that believes. And Lord, I pray tonight, and I leave the eternal waters of this service today, and give the saving grace, Lord, to those this evening who has been brought under the spirit of conviction. Pray give the same grace we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.